you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the sticks together again, Buck, in the studio. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing great. I got a fresh cut. got a nice haircut. You did. You do have a nice fresh one, like whoever did it. I, oh, yeah. I don't know, Look, if I, I don't know who your person is, but they did a good job. If I wanted to join the military, it's an option. This is nice. This is nice. Nice look. Nice do. All right. We got tons of good topics coming up. We're going to talk about Jameis Winston and his situation Going to go back through a fun exercise and go through a 2014 mock draft and kind of play the what what if game. What would it look like <laughs> if this is what actually happened instead of uh, what did happen? We're going to talk about uh, receivers a little bit, kind of keep that theme of players under 30. Uh, we'd want for one play, one drive, one game in the next five years. But, Buck, as we get started, I, th- I know how much you enjoy my workout stories. Oh, I do. I uh, do. You want the latest? Yeah, what, what happened okay, this time? So did Sproles torch you up again? No, I did Sproles is nice. He, he was just fin- – him and uh, Drew Brees were just finishing up when I got in there. Um, but, you know, the overtraining treadmill? Oh, overspeed training. Overspeed yes. training? Yeah, so you're trying to get you, faster. It's like that curved treadmill, and you just – you fly on that thing. Yeah, you jump on it. So, I'm, I'm on the treadmill next to that machine. Mm. I'm getting – I got four in. I feel good about my four miles, Buck. Four miles at a nice, comfortable pace. Okay, the six point five seven point is kind of my sweet spot. You're talking about that nine minute eight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pace. That's where I'm at. So, and I, I look like I just got in the shower. I mean, I am soaked. I mean, that's a good pace. Golden Tate is next to me on that oh, dang boy. over speed training thing, going nine hundred miles an hour, and I'm staring at him, going like, I just want one drop. Can you just like sweat one drop, please? <laughs> I'm drenched, jogging like an old man. He is flying, literally almost flying off the treadmill next to me. He doesn't sweat. Did really? you sweat when you were playing? Uh, yeah, I sweat like a that's, that's the same thing. Even when I was, like, in good shape, I oh, yeah, I'm would a, sweat. I'm a, I'm a double T-shirt guy. It's like, different. I, I sweat and have another shirt up on it to catch it. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a different level, man. It's kind of it's, it's insulting to the rest of us, I think, <laughs> when you do that. Yeah, I work out in a hoodie, so I look like I've sweat a monsoon. Oh, I could see you in, like, that, that trash bag yes. like, that, that really make you sweat. Did uh-huh. you wrestle? No, oh. but I, I grew up in the South, friends with a lot of wrestlers, so oh, pick that up. They cut that weight, man. That's no joke. Yep. I know you always appreciate a good uh, workout story there. All right, Buck, how about Jameis Winston? This news comes down 
uh, three-game suspension. I, we were both. I'm trying to go back in time here. I believe we were both Winston yes. over Mariota. Absolutely. And I think, look, you can, you know, on the field, when they've both been on the field, I think we've seen some good from both of them. I think Jameis, though, put back-to-back 4,000-yard seasons together, would have had a 4,000-yard season this year. He didn't miss If he didn't miss the three games, he's gotten better each and every year. Uh, Marcus, you know, this year was a, a step back for him. Talk about the health, a little upside down, touchdowns, interceptions, and people have tried to explain that away however they want. Um, I think I think you can have a debate. I would still say on the field, what I've seen, I was more comfortable with, with what Jameis can do. I think you can put more on him. But this was the stuff that was off the field, was talked about in the run-up to the draft. And here we are again, Buck. It's, it's showed up, and it's, it's man, it's it could end up, uh, being pretty costly for that organization if if he doesn't get things squared away here. Yeah, it could be very costly. Look, Jameis Winston uh, is in a career crossroads. He's in a career crossroads because uh, the things off the field are beginning to overshadow what is on the field. And when you come into the league as the number one overall pick and you come in with issues already hanging over your head, you expected him to mature and kind of put himself away from – these kind of transgressions. And even though we're talking about allegations and we don't have um, a conviction, we don't have definitive proof about anything, it's another situation where he finds himself in that is embarrassing not only to himself but to the organization. When you take that and you look at what has transpired for him on the field, there's been some good on the field. Look, We talked about him being a guy that ranks only behind Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning in terms of passing yards by NFL quarterback over the first three years. However, he's 18 and 27. He is second in terms of giveaways behind Blake Borders over the last three years. And you haven't seen him be able to get this team over the hump. The Buccaneers have already picked up his fifth-year option. But this is a make-it-break-it year for Jameis Winston. He misses the first three games. How he responds the last 13, and in my estimation for everybody, everyone is on high alert, general manager, head coach, quarterback, if they don't get to the playoffs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to blow up the current structure that they currently have in place. So, look, a lot of pressure is on Jameis Winston. He has to get them to the playoffs to have any chance of being the long-term guy in Tampa. Yeah, there's a lot to, to get at with, with Jameis and what it means for him personally. If I step back and look at it for the team, if I can give them some good news here, Buck, <laughs> you tell me, with or without Jameis Winston, their first three games at New Orleans, against the Eagles, against the Steelers, does it matter? They're 0-3. With him or without him, when I look at that schedule. The only team that I'm going to give them a chance of winning, I'm going to give them the Saints. And the reason I say the Saints is division game, they typically played them pretty well. It's always pretty much a tight that game. That was the big fight last year. Maybe that's a game that they can sneak off. Uh, one and two would be on the good side. But, man, the Eagles and the Steelers, both of those Rural. games both those games at home, though. I don't care. I, and those are good. Which Eagles teams. are we talking about? Are we talking about the Carson Wentz Eagles or are we talking about the Nick Foles Eagles? Uh, it's going to be the Carson Wentz Eagles. Week two. It's going to be the Carson Wentz Eagles. Okay, week two, I'm just saying. You know, with the new law changes and stuff, we can put some donuts on that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, look, so, look, it's a big year. It's a big year for that organization, and, man, that's a tough way to start. And then you, you come back – you get one game at the Bears on the road, and then you get your bye week. Hopefully you come out of that bye week, and that's when you really have to really crank it up at Atlanta, Cleveland, if at I'm, home, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and Carolina on the road. So th- they've got to come out of that bye week hot. But I, I'm not very optimistic based off the way this thing's going to start. No, so most teams, I don't know if y'all did this in Baltimore, but when I was in Carolina, we always talk about breaking up the season quarters. in quarters. Yeah. Break it up in quarters. 
Uh, John Fox's thing, let's go 3-1 and one each quarter. 3-1 yeah. and one to get you 12-4. and four. That typically will get you home field, may even get you the number one seed. If I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm going to even break it up in halves. If they can just get to 3-5 and five at the halfway mark, that gives them a chance to make a run to the postseason. This first month, man, one and two, maybe they can get to two and two. I, I don't know, but I think they have to find a way to be in contention. And division is even tougher. Carolina's going to be good. The Atlanta Falcons are loaded on offense. Their defense is young and hungry. And then the New Orleans Saints, last year that offense was high-powered. Their defense played well. Can they continue to keep that up with Dennis Allen? We'll see, but – very competitive vision, tough schedule. The Buccaneers have their work cut out for them. I'll ask you this. What do you think about Fitzpatrick? Because last yeah. year the offense was more productive with Fitzpatrick in over Winston, scored more points. He was a little more efficient. But, look, it was a sample size. We know exactly what he is. But what if he plays well these first three games? He's very capable. He's very capable. What if, what if we get – He's a he's a small doses guy. Like when you get Ryan Fitzpatrick in those three- and four-game windows, he's – you're, you're going to like what you get more so than if you tried him out there for all 16 games. What if we get Fitz Magic the first three games? And let's just say they start out – let's just say somehow miraculously they start out 3-0. and Then I think he would stay out there. Mm. I do. You think that – I don't think they would hook him. I don't know. I wonder. Like now, you this is be, a, We've just said this is a jobs on the line season. And if you start out 3-0 and with Fitzpatrick, even though Jameis is your young mm-hmm. quote-unquote franchise quarterback – this is a win now year, and you don't you don't rock the boat there. I don't think you do. Yeah. I don't think Jameis has proven enough, and with the problems he's caused now off the field, oh, I mean, all, that you just go right back to him. I don't think that would happen. Oh no, because we saw that little ship that sits in the end zone, the ship that sits that oh, fires yeah, the, the cannon. cannon. I think I've seen Dirt Cutter jumping off the ship. <laughs> I think I've seen him jumping off the Jameis Winston ship. I, like now we're hearing, oh, I I like Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota was my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. So we, we'll see. If Fitzpatrick starts out 2-1, and 3-0, and it will be interesting to see what happens with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not only will Fitzmagic get the job outright, but what if they go to Jameis Winston and he struggles game one and in return, game two in his return, do they go back to Fitzmagic? He has put himself in jeopardy of no longer being the long-term or even the short-term solution in Tampa Bay. It's one of those unfortunate things when you put yourself in bad situations. The interesting thing, though, when you look what they did in the offseason, so much focus there on that defense. They were terrible last year against the run. Uh, go out and, and get some big bodies in there. Vita Vea uh, in the first round. Once actually might be the pass rush where they had their, their most issues. Uh, not good on that side of the ball. So to go out there and correct some of those issues – uh, the corner position, Carlton Davis, MJ Stewart in the draft. Uh, Jack Sitchi, the linebacker in the sixth round, who's coming off of an injury. But uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, the, the headliner in their offseason. They have focused on the defense, and hopefully that will alleviate some pressure on uh, on Fitzpatrick here early in the season. But I'm telling you, Buck, if they get out 3-0, and he ain't coming out. Mm. Got to win. Win now. Win now deal with the, uh, with the Bucks. All right, this is just – I'm going to go through this real quick, but I was just going through some files – and uh, I found – this is like a treatment. I don't even know what you call this thing. But when I started – when I was let go in Cleveland, for those who know the story, I was let go in Cleveland. I had 18 months left on my contract, so I gave them that's a lot of, That's a lot of time. Oh, that Browns money. That Browns money was nice. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then kind of got into the media thing and then ended up going back to the Eagles and working for two years before I came back over here. Um, but I put this thing together. You want to hear? You want to? This is a letter. I think I think I presented this in front of like when I was looking for an agent. 
Ooh. So you're trying to sell yourself. This is like a – you know how when you're in, in scouting, people send in their DVDs and, yeah. and the, we always throw them away. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch many of them. It's not very nice. Uh, but that's kind of what this thing was. Listen to this. The origin of Move the Sticks is the title. Uh, oh, look at this. The Maiden Voyage. Yep. Little uh, little missive music from another podcast, but uh, that's okay. We yeah, don't need to reference them. We don't them. need to reference them. Nope. Spent six seasons scouting the NFL for both the Ravens and the Browns. After a tumultuous big word season on and off the field, Browns GM Phil Savage let go by team owner Randy Lerner. Upon the arrival of new head coach Eric Mangini, I was let go to result of my lengthy ties to Savage dating back to my years in Baltimore. With a lot of time on my hands and the security of a guaranteed salary, I began looking for a way to stay involved with football on a daily basis. ESPN analyst Chris Mortensen gave me the idea of creating a Twitter account that I could use to educate fans and fantasy football owners alike. Rather than use my name, I created the brand Move the Sticks. Uh, then I go through it. I had 8,000 Twitter followers at that time, which I was very proud of. Uh, put down the followings. That, oh gosh, so at that point in time, like Mort had 42,000. Schefter only had 58,000. You're like at 259 a, now, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, they've gone well beyond that. But that was kind of, that was the beginning of it. I had, I had had There was actually a MoveTheSticks.com book. Hey, I had a website. You're really doing it. Twitter is a very cool medium to express express brief thoughts and ideas, but to expand on concepts and strategy, you need more space to write. I set up MoveTheSticks.com for just that reason. The website functions as a blog where I can discuss individual matchups, predict games, elaborate on different scouting philosophies. And then I said, new opportunities. I've been a regular guest on several radio shows. And I listed all these markets and then uh, different uh, interviews I had done with newspapers. I don't know that was the best sales sales job either. But that, How did it work that, for you? Uh, I don't think – I think that agent that I went and met with did not end up uh, signing me. Has he Has he come <laughs> back around? I'm actually in the same agency now. <laughs> He's but, come back uh, around. But uh, anyways, that was – how about this lo- – look at this logo, Buck. Look at that thing. It is a sweet, sweet clip art logo. High school buddy. That's you know, a sweet logo, though. Uh, That's nice. Weird story because I had started to move the sticks and had that own website and that, that sweet logo everybody makes fun of me for. Um, the guys at ESPN that kind of followed it a little bit, when John Gruden started the Fired Football Coaches Association, he went to my high school buddy that did my logo, that did his logo for the Fired Football Coaches wow. Association. It all comes together. It all comes together. I think he got a little more money from Fired than he, Coaches got, from, Association. Than he got from me there. But that was kind of the uh, the beginning of that whole deal. All right, you want to do? Uh, want to go back to this old mock draft? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this is a mock draft from 2014. And just kind of a fun exercise to look and see, wow, what if what if it ended up going like this, how, how history would be a little bit different. You got a cool song there? You got a little, uh, what do we call this, Mock to the Future, Sully? Oh, my gosh. A little Mock to the Future. <laughs> I feel like I'm at... I'm bring, at bring back that Jerry Helm laugh from Halloween. Yeah. This is a little, little, little Back to the Future, or uh, more Twilight zone Yeah, we can't get access to the real stuff. No. This is as good as we can get. All right, Buck. So I'm going to go through. This is my final mock draft that year, and look at how these things could be a little bit different. So started out, the first two picks were exactly what ended up happening. I had Clowney going to Houston, Greg Robinson going to the Rams, which I'm sure they would like to have a do-over there. You think? But then this is where it gets fun. To number three, Blake Bortles went third. Do you remember how much of a shock that was? Nobody had put Blake Bortles to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, it was a huge shock. It was a big deal that – they took him in the top five. He was a guy that was hanging by a thread in my first round. 
Man, Khalil Mack was so I had Khalil Mack going to Jacksonville. Can you imagine? Look at that defense. And then throw Khalil Mack on there. They got to find their quarterback somewhere else down the line. But can you imagine Khalil Mack with that group? Man, he fits the personality. The way that that team has matured, it it definitely would have been a nice fit for them. All right, next, Cleveland, who I believe ended up trading out of that pick. Uh, Yeah, they traded with the Bills because the Bills came up for Sammy Watkins. But I had Cleveland staying right there and taking Sammy Watkins. So what do you think about the Sammy Watkins thing now? Like in retro, looking back at Sammy Watkins as a top five pick, what do you think? I'm sitting here reading about what Andy Reid is doing with him and how Andy Reid has really challenged him to be a number one receiver, has him learning all the different things. What did you think about Sammy coming in? I'll give him a huge grade. I think he was my second-rated player in that draft. Um, and, look, when he's been healthy on the field, he's pretty in, been pretty impactful. He still has not been – I mean, I thought he was going to elevate himself to be right at the top. I, I, I thought what Odell Beckham has done when he's been on the field, mm-hmm. I expected that from Sammy Watkins. Yeah. And I think you can clearly say when you've when you've seen those guys, he would be slotted based off of just what we've seen. I think he'd be behind Odell. I think he'd be behind Mike Evans. Um, you know, the one that's going to be fascinating because we have – it's going to be apples to apples as we're going to see right now one year to the next. We see Brandon Cooks play in that same system with the same quarterback and the same play caller. And let's see how those numbers match up with what Sammy did. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it it it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. I like the fit. I like what Andy Reid is going to do with them. Everything that we knew about Andy Reid coming in is that they wanted to make sure that they kind of created an offense that really played to the strengths of the quarterback. More vertical throws. Well, now you got Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Both guys have that that speed to burn. And then Travis Kelsey being able to control it over the middle with Kareem Hunt being the ultimate checkdown weapon out of the backfield. They have a lot of weapons. I think what we're going to see from Sammy Watkins, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is going to be the best version of Sammy Watkins that we've seen. He is going to be a guy that gives you a lot of bang for the buck. And I know people have made up a lot, made a lot about the $16.5 million deal he's getting or whatever. But I think this is the year where he's going to play. I think he's going to put up big numbers. I don't know if those numbers will necessarily be receptions, but I'll focus on touchdowns and yards per catch. I think he can be a guy to get 17 or 18 yards per catch and maybe 10 touchdowns. If he has that kind of production, I think Kansas City has gotten their money's worth out of Sammy Watkins. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch him in that in that offense and see if Mahomes can get that thing cranked up. With with Oakland, Oakland took Khalil Mack, who I had off the board already going to Jacksonville. So in this mock draft, I had Oakland taking Mike Evans. So that would mean no Amari Cooper then coming up after that. So kind of a, a fun little deal there. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a pretty, that would have been a pretty good deal. Um, Sully just came in here and dropped in a four-round mock draft. I don't know why. What? What is this? Why would I? So oh, it's your mock draft. Why would I? From 2014. Ever? Oh, it's Bucky's. Yeah. You did a four rounder. Why would yeah. I ever do a? What are you four doing round? to yourself, Bucky? Why would I ever do a? I only four printed off the, draft? the first 32 for you, though. That is unbelievable. Nice. Well, what did you have going on there, Buck? Give me your top five then. What you had? Going Ooh, on top there. five. Ooh. Ooh. Man. I don't care if they're. I mean, look. We're My draft number. This. Okay, number one, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. That's a check. <laughs> number two, Greg Robinson. Going to the Rams. That's a check. Didn't play not, out not like the right, I thought. Not the right pick, but it was we had the right guess in terms of who they were going to take. Mm. Who we got three? Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags. They picked a quarterback. Johnny? Johnny Menzel. Nice. Nice. Gus, Gus Bradley would welcome the energy and spectacular playmaking ability that Menzel would bring to Jayville. I like it. Yeah, I missed on that one. Cleveland, Sammy Watkins. Okay, we're on board there. Then yeah. Oakland, well, Oakland. Man, add him, Josh Gordon, and Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron doesn't even play. Oh, Oakland. Blake Bortles. Whoa, you went strong. 
I don't even remember going that strong on Blake Bortles. Wow. Blake Bortles, five to the Raiders. So the good thing about Oakland, I'm looking at my Oakland thing, my little blurb. Uh, I had Mike Evans going to Oakland, and I said the Raiders are smitten with Evans, but Derek Carr could be in play here as well. Wow, that was good. They end up getting Derek Carr in the second round pretty Bucky good. Goes on a, Bucky goes on a run here next. All right, next Atlanta. Atlanta. What would you have going on with Atlanta? Uh, Jake Matthews. Got that one. Tam- Tampa, Mike Evans. Two for two. Minnesota. Khalil Mack, that's where I had him. Okay. Eric. Talk about nasty, though. Oh, with that group? Oh. Yeah. Buffalo, Eric Ebron. Okay. And in Detroit, I had Darquez Denard. Denard. So I had Denard as well. Let me go. Atlanta, I had Taylor Lewan, who in hindsight has been a better player than Jake Matthews um, for them there. Um, That was, I think, the Falcons make an effort to move up for one of the top pass rushers. But if they stay here, one of the offensive tackles seems to be the likely choice. Of course, they went with the other one. Tampa, I had Tampa taking Johnny Manziel. But I said here, uh, what was it? Oh, gosh. I said Manziel could be the long-term answer at QB for Lovey Smith. I said Aaron Donald would be tempting here. Interesting. Mm. Um, then uh, can you imagine that if they had taken Aaron Donald? <laughs> Minnesota had taken Justin Gilbert. They're very thankful they did not. He's the biggest bust of this whole group. Uh, Buffalo, I had taken Jake Matthews. And Detroit, as I mentioned, Dark West and Art. All right, let's get to Tennessee here. What did you have Tennessee doing? I don't know. It's, it, it's bleeped out, but I know for the Giants, I have Aaron Donald at 12. Okay, I had Zach Martin going to the Giants. How about that change in the division? You put Zach Martin Ooh. there. That offensive line that struggled so much for Eli and that offensive line that's kind of paved the way for this identity of the Dallas Cowboys, that would switch a little bit. Of course, you would sacrifice Odell Beckham. Yep. It worked out quite fine for them as well. St. Louis, I had Haha Clinton Dix. I had Aaron Donald there. So that one oh, that's a good ended interview. up being what they did. 14. This is a guy that we all got wrong. Calvin Pryor? Calvin Pryor. I know. I, I took a bite out of the Calvin Pryor apple. Jeez. I had him going to Chicago. Ooh, look that's at this 15th pick from Bucky. Pittsburgh. Ooh. Who'd you got? Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. So you'd have Odell and Antonio Brown together. <laughs> they need another playmaker. Alleviate some pressure on Antonio Brown. Ooh. Can you imagine that? Oh, Ridiculous. Nasty. Right? Um, I had Pittsburgh taking Kyle Fuller. Calfield um, went first round. Yep. So how Dallas, about Dallas? Anthony Barr. I had Anthony Barr as well. Of course, oh. they're not going to complain about Zach Martin. No. Baltimore. Taylor Lewan. I had C.J. Mosley there. They ended up doing. You good? How, so the Jets. What do you got for the Jets? I took a big bite of the apple. Uh, New York Jets. Marquise Lee, because I was a huge fan. I got Marquise Lee coming up a little bit later. 18. I had the Jets taking Odell Beckham. So he goes to New York. But can you imagine the difference there with the Jets <laughs> versus the Giants? Do the wow. numbers still look the same? Hmm. Probably not. I don't know, man. I, he's not. a special talent, but that's a that's so, a little drop off there. From, I know uh, Gino Gino Smith throwing. Maybe Gino's still there. He could have saved Gino's job. Oh man, that's great. All right, so oh, then uh, Miami. Who'd you have Miami take? I got Zach Martin in Miami at nineteen. I had Ryan Shazier, and they ended up taking who did they end up taking here? I think they took Juwan. Yeah, they took Juwan James. Is who they ended up picking. Ari- Pretty good pick. Arizona D Ford. Auburn. Good pick, of course, the Tennessee guy. <laughs> Maybe. Above average right tackle. Yeah. Um, all right, so who's next? I had D. Ford going 20 to Arizona. Arizona, I had Derek Carr. How does that change everything? Wow, look at you. They got their quarterback of the future. No need to go out there and draft your guy. No need to go out there and get Josh Rosen. You got Derek Carr. I said this is an ideal situation for Carr and the Cardinals. He can sit behind Carson Palmer for a year before taking over the job. <laughs> Green Bay, I had Mar- your guy Marquise Lee. 
going to Green Bay. Packers ask, add another weapon. CJ Mosley. And the, let's see what the Packers ended up taking. Ha ha Clinton Dix worked out just fine. Twenty two. I can't see it. It's cut off on the page. I had Philly. I had Philly taking Ha ha Clinton Dix, and they took. You Marcus had uh, Kyle Smith. Fuller from Virginia Tech. I had Kyle Fuller. Okay. Kansas City. I had Brandon Cooks. I had Brandon Cooks to Kansas City. Nice. Look at that. Look at that. See, this is kind of one of those things that comes full Close. circle. Is that Kansas City? There's some symmetry there with Sammy Watkins leaving and being replaced by Brandon Cooks. Sammy Watkins goes to Kansas City. All these teams kind of still looking for those needs and and still trying found to find them. Cincinnati, Ryan Shazier. See, I had his teammate at Ohio State, Bradley Roby. Ooh, I had Bradley Roby the next pick going to San Diego. I had Jason Verrett going to San Diego. Boom, right there. Cleveland, Teddy Bridgewater, 26. I had Cleveland taking Blake Bortles. All right. Just, just. So, I don't know. So, really. Mu- musical chairs. Every, all these different. Every year. You, that was That's a, the mock draft. Every year is trying to f- associate a quarterback with Cleveland. <laughs> Not an easy task. New Orleans. I had Coney Ely. I had Marcus Smith. They would have been better off going with Coney Ely than Marcus Smith. Although, the revitalization is underway there with the Seahawks. Both of those are gone. Uh, Carolina had uh, Cyrus Quanjo. I had, I had Morgan Moses. Uh, New England. What would you have for New England? Rashad Hagerman. I had Xavier Suofilo. I was all in. Oh, on don't Suofilo. worry. I'm I'm right behind him. I was behind all him. in on Suofilo. He it did not work out well. Uh, uh, San Francisco. How about this one? Who you got for San Fran? Jason Verrett. I had Stanley Jean Baptiste, the big tall Ooh. corner. Ooh. Didn't work out well. Ooh. Denver. I had Rashid Hageman. That's why I had Xavier Suofilo. And then Seattle, who ended up trading out of that 32nd pick, that was for Bridgewater. Yeah, Minnesota came like in the for last Bridgewater. 40 years. Of they the always draft. trade out. So I ended up giving them, and let's see who they ended up. They traded back and got Paul Richardson. I had them taking Stephon to it. I gave them Morgan Moses. Yeah, offensive lineman. Now, the one thing, like, if we do the exercise, um, I know a lot of people like to connect the dots and say, oh, where would you get it right? I think the main thing is how many guys were drafted in the first stanza? And for the most part – A lot of the same names. We got the names. We got the names right. I'm thinking we notable misses in terms of Coney Ely was drafted outside the first round. Dale Buchanan was the one that I didn't – was one I didn't have. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin was one. Marquise Lee was drafted outside the first round. Mm. But in terms of the high picks, yeah, yeah they're all in the picks. Like, we all got them in there. We talk about it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like house hunting. Yeah. Trying to get them in the right neighborhood. That's it. As we get close, you try and get them in the right house. So we got some of them in the house, but at least we got them in the gated neighborhood. But I think it's just fascinating to think, like, if Arizona takes a, a Derek Carr. Oh. How that one pick kind of changes everything. The one, the guy, you, franchise. The one guy you had. It would be taking have. Rosen this year. That's for That's sure. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Justin Gilbert. Did you have Justin Gilbert in your mock draft? Yeah, for some reason I did not like oh, him as a player, though. You were smart not to have him in there. I, I, that's off-the-field stuff, too, though. He was a mess. Yes. Titans at 11. Uh, oh, that's okay. where I had him. Okay, I, was, well, I knew I had him. I was like, man, I thought I liked him. All right, you want to do some uh, our little receiver game here? All right, here we go. All right, let's do it. Uh, we're going to go wide receivers under the age of 30, who you would want for one play, one drive, one game the next five years no repeats. You use the name once, that is it. That's all I got. Not allowed to use them anymore. Oh, that's great. I'll, I'll give you the floor first here if you want to go first here. How about one play, one, one play, play, one play game is on the line. Under 30. Under 30? We can go to Houston. How about DeAndre Hopkins? Nuke Hopkins is a guy, one play game on the line because what I'm thinking is this is a critical situation. I need someone who can win 50 50 balls down the field. He's 
exceptional at making high-point plays. Does a great job of using his body control and hands. Three 1,200-yard seasons, 36 touchdowns. Last year, he had 13 touchdowns, led the league. This is a big-time playmaker, a guy who was Deshaun Watson's number one. I can't wait to see Newt Hopkins and Deshaun Watson put it down. They're terrific together. This guy's outstanding by himself. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I'm, I'm going to go, though, to another team in the AFC and a guy we both love in Keenan Allen for the Chargers because on one play, it's not specified where that play is. Is that is that backed up? Is that third and seven? Is that down in the red zone? Well, Keenan Allen doesn't matter. He can do everything. And as a route runner, I love the fact I can put him inside, I can put him outside. He's got the short area quickness to create that separation, and his hands are phenomenal. Really similar players when you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins and with Keenan Allen. I think with Keenan Allen, though, maybe just a little bit more refined as a route runner, yeah. uh, and that's why I would go with him here on one play. I know this. His press releases are oh, things to watch. I mean, if you're a young receiver tape. looking at him, this guy's basically playing crossover basketball at the line of scrimmage, does a great job of winning. Uh, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those guys for one play game on the line. All right, give me one drive. What do you got for one drive? You know, this guy doesn't get talked about a lot for whatever reason the last year. He's kind of falling off the map. But A.J. Green for the Cincinnati Bengals. A.J. Green, to me, remains one of the top wide receivers in football. Six 1,000-yard seasons, averaging almost 15 yards a catch. And when I describe him, he's an acrobatic playmaker. His ability to make these tough catches in a crowd, near the sideline, near the end line, just shows his body control, his outstanding hand and quickness. I believe he is going to be a guy that we talk about and celebrate as a generational talent. He is not ranked as a number one receiver, but I believe he deserves to be in that conversation. He's that good. Yeah, kind of that quiet assassin, and we talk about personality, and I think the guy I'm going to go with, very similar. Same draft class, same conference, Julio Jones to me, coming out. Look, both those guys coming out of college. They've been tied together forever, forever since high school. Forever, and both have delivered. With Julio Jones, though, on one drive, the thing I like about it, that one drive might be one play because <laughs> he can score from anywhere. And I like the fact after the catch, he can get things going. You talk about one drive needing to go down and score some points. A lot of times you're going to get a little more safer coverage. I can hit him on a shallow cross buck. He's liable to take that thing up the sideline and go. Uh, so the big playability he gives me on that one drive and then his ability once you get down in the red area to be able to make that acrobatic catch to finish it off, much like A.J. Green can do. I think you get some of that same thing from Julio Jones. Without a question, both these guys are number one receivers. I think stylistically they're just a little different. Julio Jones is that physical freak, the guy that you can just use to just bully people on the perimeter. A.J. Green is a little more of an artist, a ballerina on the outside. Both guys get it done. For one drive, being able to target either one of those, I don't think you can go wrong. Yeah, Julio Jones is like a muscle car. <laughs> can't go wrong either way. All right, one game. We're limiting it to one game here. Remember, it has to be under the age of 30. One game. I'm going to go with a guy that is one of the most prolific receivers in NFL history, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. can single-handedly put an offense on your back, particularly in a one-game scenario. We've seen him because he's one of the rare guys that can be a vertical playmaker but can also make plays as a catch-and-run specialist. Big hands, extremely wide catch radius, does a great job of pulling in these tough catches. And what I like about him is, he kind of gets the party going. When he makes plays, it kind of raises the emotional level of the offense. He gets the team going. For a, crack, a firecracker in a situation where I need it for one game, I'm going with my man, OBJ. He gets it done. Well, to me, one game is about the here and now, where these guys are as receivers. We'll get to the next five years in a second. But for one game right now, the best wide receiver in the NFL is Antonio Brown. He can do everything that you want to do. I talk about being able to make plays after the catch, uh, being able to get over the top of coverage, being able to create separation. 
How about if you need him to go back there and catch a punt just as an added bonus? He can give you that as well. Antonio Brown, we've seen it in clutch moments. He makes those plays happen. How about on the sideline, the body control, be able to get the little toe tap, little toe drag swag like our buddy Nate likes to say. Uh, I like Antonio Brown in a one-game setting. To me, that's about the best wide receiver right now. Not the future, right now. To me, that's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown right now has to have, like, the title. He has to be number one just because of what he's done. When you look at his ability to continue to produce, and because he's, quote-unquote, an undersized number one receiver, you just wouldn't expect him to have that kind of impact. Speaks volumes about his explosiveness, his playmaking ability. And, in fact, he is so good that he is the guy that I would want for the next five years. And the reason I would want – Antonio Brown for the next five years, I think his game ages well because he's not a fast guy, but because his game is really built more on quickness, uh, explosiveness in a short area, I think he can retain those skills as he gets into his 30s. Five straight 100-catch seasons, five straight seasons with over 1,200 yards. Two times he's been the leader in receiving yards. This is a playmaker. You just need to get him the ball and get out the way. Antonio Brown, the best in the business at the wide receiver's position. Look, it's tough for me to argue. I just said he's the best receiver in the game right now. But if I'm talking about the next five years, we're going to flip it because I'm going to go with the 25-year-old in Odell Beckham, who I think as great as he is right now is still developing and still ascending. And if he can stay healthy, I think you're going to see just some ridiculous monster seasons ahead. So I would go with the 25-year-old over the 29-year-old in Antonio Brown. But we got to mention it, Buck. This, If we look at the next five years and who's right, is it Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham, which one would you want? Both these teams have quarterbacks from the same draft class that need to be replaced. Now, is that guy already on campus? Is it a Davis Webb? Is it a Mason Rudolph? We'll have to wait and see. But whoever that eventual replacement is will probably go a long way in deciding this debate. Yeah, I mean, I think it does go to quarterback play, and on, on that alone, I think I win the debate because I think you would even take Ben Roethlisberger over Eli Manning in terms of how they're going to age. Next five years. We have, we you think Ben's going to play five years oh, from I now? Think ben, I think Ben can squeeze no out chance. five. I think he can squeeze out five, at least four, then Mason Rudolph takes the last one. No chance. All right, if Mason Rudolph oh, – sorry, if if, uh, Mason Rudolph. if Ben Roethlisberger is starting for the Steelers in five years, uh-huh. Steakhouse. Steakhouse. I All right, you. call it. I like it. Just not the not the not the fillet. <laughs> nice, nice, a nice ribeye. Uh, anyways, you want more of these videos? We've got you covered. You go to nfl.com/mtsvideo uh, as well as youtube.com on the NFL channel. You can find it. Uh, we've got you covered here. Fun series looking at guys under thirty. Who you would who you would want now and in the future? So Buck, I mean, I I don't know if you can if you can go wrong with any of these young wide receivers. Who are we missing? Who do we leave out? You know we're going to hear about it. Oh, Mike Evans. We left out Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a guy that people will talk about. There's some people that I'm sure will bring up. Can't guard Mike. Mike Thomas. Yes, and from Mike the Thomas will be the first one. Oh, he'll probably tweet no, us I can and, understand and, that. and let us know. I can understand that. Um, who else did we leave? I'll tell you Anybody what, Adam else? Thielen has done a nice job now. Yeah, we'll Adam Thielen. What he, what he Adam Thielen can kind of get in there. But I don't think we have any notable omissions. We hit all the, the major – we got all the, the main you know, names. A couple, you know, like, for, for one play – a name, I mentioned him at the top of the show, talking about Golden Tate for one play would be kind of intriguing to me too. Yeah, I, I, I think for tackle. Me, Mike Evans would be one that could go in there maybe for a drive because I've seen him be able to do it with Jameis Winston kind of being up and up. Oh, Sully, my Browns? I mean, yeah, your brownies, your brownie mean, wide receiver court. Now, look, I'm going to be honest. If you ask me Josh for one game off the streets, Josh Gordon all day. Yeah. Josh Gordon straight off the streets onto the football field. I'm taking him because I, we've seen him like he did it this year. So if he's right, if he if he's focused, yeah, Landry he would be fun too. 
Landry could be on on Sully's team. I, <laughs> like like I like him, but man, um, I don't know where I put him at in this scenario. DJ, no this Michael scenario. Thomas. Still, no. We just we just, we just talked about. I thought he was a legit. He made honorable option. mention. Honorable He's mention. He's definitely in the mix. It won't show up on the video. Yeah. It won't show up on the video, which he will. Honor, he honorable like. mention. Honorable He's mention. Right there. Good player, good player. I say, it, I say, he still tweets at you. Possibly. I hope they send you to Saints camp this year. Oh, <laughs> be fun. The uh, the other thing is, I'm I've been on record. I'm not giving up on last year's group. I, I know you know Juju had a good year, and you talk about Cooper Cup, but to me, those headliners, the Mike Williams, the Corey Davises, they're not done yet. That that's that's premature. People get a little premature on that verdict, and we'll see even with John Ross what he's going to do. But to me, those big two guys, I think you're gonna see big years for both of them. No, I think so. I think I think those guys can certainly show up. Uh, man, I meant to talk about it because this happened uh, yesterday. We didn't even react to the top ten. Oh yeah, uh, the top 100 players. Did you see my tweet about that, by the way? Because I, 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 my, my timeline just blows up with everybody complaining about this top 100 list, and it cracks me up because we both know there is a phrase that's used, and the guys behind the glass know it as well. Rank it and bank it. All you got to do is rank something, and you're going to get unbelievable page views. People are going to tune in and want to watch the videos. Any kind of a ranking, people eat it up. We do mock drafts, same thing. I do my top 50 list, that that does well. You do your positional rankings, that does well. Rank it and bank it. But yet, anytime we do a list, Buck, people complain about the list. They do complain about the list. But all oh, these lists are so stupid. Why are we doing this? This is so dumb. I'm like, well, the numbers here's, say that you're lying to me because here's, you're here's reading the top all ten. Before we dive into it, just just for the for give the me the top ten. Give me the top know. ten. Here we go. Aaron Rodgers at ten, Vaughn Miller at nine, Drew Brees at eight, Aaron Donald at seven, Todd Gurley at six, Lev Bell at five, Julio Jones at four, Carson Wentz at oh, stop three. The tape. Oh, stop the tape. Yeah, I knew you were gonna have a trouble. Stop the tape. Who's at three? He'd been the MVP. Uh, Carson Wentz at three. Okay. Yep. Right, just, mm-hmm. I just had to make sure I heard it. He would have been the MVP. AB at two, and the goat Tom Brady at one. I don't have. You don't have a problem with Brady at one. No, I don't have a problem with any Whoa. of the guys in the top ten. Here, here's what I learned about the top ten. The top ten is all about the P's: passers, playmakers, and pass rushers. Passers, you saw the quarterbacks at the top. Older is better with the exception of Carson Wentz. All the guys who are experienced, who are veterans, who have done it a lot, the game has slowed down. They wear people out. That's why they ranked in the top ten. Carson Wentz emergence as the MVP candidate puts him in the top ten. Playmakers, your guys on the outside that can make plays with the ball in their hands. Be it the two wide receivers, we saw A.B. and Julio Jones. The running backs, Ty Gurley, Levy and Bill, both guys not only can run it but can catch the ball out the backfield. And then it's about the pass rushers. We always think about pass rushers. We always think about the outside. Well, now we're seeing inside pass rushers are valued at a premium. Aaron Donald coming in at seven. Von Miller ranking in the top ten. You can't go wrong with the three Ps. If I'm building a team, it is all PPP. Passer, playmaker, pass rusher. By the way, Carson Wentz in 13 games was second in the league in touchdown passes in 13 games. I mean, that was great. Just saying. I, it was great. I don't have as big of a problem with that. If, I mean, when he was healthy, he, 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 he would have been the MVP. He, he would have been. We'll see if he's the best quarterback in the division next year, 2019. Alex Smith, you going all in? Oh, I'm not going Alex Smith. Tag. I told you the team that doesn't get talked about enough. America's I, team. We got a lot baby. of we got a lot of mileage out of <laughs> team doesn't get, team doesn't get talked about a lot. The no name pass receiving core. He might be able to do some Brady-like things this year because everyone is talking about the lack of playmakers on the outside. We may get an opportunity to see him do some Brady-like things. And I know you're writing it down. You're going to tweet about it and do it. I'm putting my name on it. 
He may do some Brady-like things this year, and he is a pronoun for number four, which is a representative of Dak Prescott. All right, I'm writing down, I'm writing down two things here. <laughs> the first thing. Do you want me to say in Spanish? I've been watching all this World Hold Cup. Up. Do you want me to no, say in no, Spanish? No, 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 no. Here we go. Here we oh. go. So I'm going to show Bucky. I'm going to reveal him. <laughs> And NFC takes for the last two years here. Let's go first. The current take is right here. Dak is back. That's Bucky's line for this year. He's All back. Right, let's go back to last year's line. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. So who whose shirts were we printing last year? We we're printing the giant shirts. But you know what? <laughs> Look, sometimes those shirts are printed and they're sent <laughs> off to third world countries. So they still did some good. There was some. They, good they still there was still some good yeah. that came out of it. But this year, oh, I feel really good about it. This year, in fact, I can't wait to go up to Oxnard to see it. The team that is never talked about will finally have an opportunity to be on the big stage. America's team. All right, give me a, just give me pretend you're play by play. I want you to give me Dak Prescott to Michael Gallup. Oh, man, here we go. First and 10, ball is at the 25-yard line. Eye formation, Zeke Elliott is dotting the eye. Got a little motion from left to right on your screen. Michael Gallup goes in motion. Oh, we got a little play-action fake, drops back. Michael Gallup wide open on the post corner. Dak Prescott, touchdown, Cowboys! Cowboys! Dak Prescott, corner the zone, throws a dart. Dallas is up 17-7 in the second quarter. Dak Prescott is on fire, 19 of 20, 200 yards, first half. Wow, Cowboys are on fire. And that game. gets you to the end of the first quarter. That's that's a valiant effort by Plano North, but they come up just a little bit short here Plano in the exhibition North. game. <laughs> Plano North. Oh, nice. that was beautiful. You got a future in that. Come man. on, man. boy. Come on, Allen. That'd be Allen High School. That could be at Allen High School oh, right there. I love that. Right I think we ended on that note, boys. It doesn't get any better than that. Come no. On, yeah, Give I some. think we're good. All right. That was that was that was awesome, Buck. Well done. Your tape study? No tape study? It's about time the, the lowly Cowboys got some attention. You want to talk about you guys? Oh, you a little good? tape study. Gary and uh, Lawrence. Yeah, we we'll spent much time there. Look, it, to me, Rashawn Gary. We talked about it off the air, Buck. He's. Mm-hmm. He's really, really gifted. I put down as my comp Cam Jordan just because when you go back to That's Cal, a nice comp. And just tall, long, big dudes. You don't see defensive ends 280, 290 pounds at six foot five in college no. in a four-man front. He's a strong side defensive end. And you see him on some of these zone read plays, and, and so he they're reading him, and then he redirects and closes down the line of scrimmage. It's like watching Cam Jordan run. I'm, Cam Jordan, I've said it many times when we went and scouted him, he conditioned with the skill guys. You stay after practice and watch him run. He's running with the running backs and the tight ends and the DBs, and he does not look out of place at all. And I think the same thing when you watch him, Rashawn Gary. Doesn't have it all figured out in terms of a game plan as a pass rusher. Needs to add to his repertoire there. Just uses that inside arm, kind of that long arm, and then comes underneath. He doesn't have a whole lot of hand moves. So that's something he can add to it. But he's very gifted. And the other thing I will say after watching three Michigan games – don't sleep on Michigan next year. Their defense is going to be outstanding. Oh, their defense lights out. Their defense is full of young guys. They can kind of get after it. And then if they get the quarterback, you talk about Shea, Shea Patterson, Patterson coming from Ole Miss, they get a quarterback that can run around and can make some plays on the outside. I'm big on Michigan. They could be exciting. They could be exciting. We'll see if they can win the big game at the end of the year against Ohio State. But 
They certainly are talented. They certainly are physical on defense. I'm excited to see what they do. No, it's going to be uh, definitely going to be fun to watch them. And Dexter Lawrence, a guy that you know well, your pops coached him, right? Yeah, my pops coached Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson. Look, it was fun. It was, it was it was great to hear your take on Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, to me, is a guy that I watched since he was a youngster. He is big. He's talented. He's physical. He was a big-time basketball player. He had huge dreams, in fact, until they convinced him to be a, a football player. Look, I think the challenge for Dexter is Dexter has tremendous ability to stack and hold a point and do things against the run, has a little pass rush ability, but really the skills that he's best at are not necessarily coveted early in the draft. We'll see if he can become more of a difference-making impact player against the pass because it's necessary. We're seeing – we talked about Aaron Donald being in the top 10 of the top 100. You have to be able to affect the pass. It's about being a pass rusher. So he has to give you more as a pass rusher to kind of warrant a big, big grade at the top of the board. I think I even put it in there, you know, kind of the biggest takeaway I had was, man, if he, I think he drops 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. Add some quickness a little bit. Give yourself a little more uh, as a pass rusher. I think that would be a smart move. We, we often talk about running backs adding weight, these 190-pound backs yeah. that put on weight. I think some of these defensive tackles, the way the NFL game is right now, you're better off to drop some of that weight. Drop some of that and show that you have the quickness. We talked about Easy Ed Oliver at Houston being yeah. a guy that can penetrate and pass rush. He's a little undersized, kind of. He gets moved around a little bit, but who cares? If that's but, what the game is about look, now. The game is now about can you create penetration? Can you get after the pass? And so all of these guys, the way that we're viewing these interior players, can you rush the passer first? Can you stop the run second? That's the value. Yeah, there you go. So it'll be fun to watch. I know it's uh, this group of defensive linemen we have coming up for next year is going to be fun to follow throughout the fall. Uh, really looking forward to that. So remember, you can check out all those articles, my first look series. Uh, I think just go NFL.com slash Daniel Jeremiah. You can find my whole first look series. Though you get to one of them, you'll have access to all of them there. And, Bucky, on your notebook, do we know what we're doing this week on the notebook? Uh, actually, we're going to talk about, like, the top 100 and what we learned from it, passers, playmakers, and pass rushers, how those are the new things that you have to have. you got to have guys that can impact the game. I love it. Bucky's notebook, NFL.com slash Bucky Brooks. Go back through some of, some of the stuff in there, by the way, is, is evergreen. So if you've missed one of Bucky's notebooks, there's, a, there's so much meat in there. If you're starving for some football, go back through Bucky's notebooks, and you can go back three or four of them. You're going to find tons of stuff. You're going to learn a lot, uh, grow as, as a football fan. Definitely check that out. Uh, appreciate the, appreciate the kudos, my no, man. Uh, man, man, give it to me. No, like, no. He must have must have been feeling my Dak Prescott play by play. They were there. I can't. You know, a little, little, little something. Al Michaels. I'm just saying. He can't call <laughs> forever. No, I'm, I'm thinking play by play for the Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, they got. Uh, oh, who is it? Uh, is it Brad Sham? Is that who is Let's it? Let's see. Cowboys. He's great. I thought they have. Don't they have a guy, Mickey Spag? No, he's for Cowboys.com. Um, uh, we should know this. I'm looking it up now. Uh, am I saying? Is, I thought it was Brad Sham, right? Hmm. It is Brad Sham. Cool. Thank you. Yep. He's outstanding. Yeah, it's true. We wouldn't be able to do our recap because uh, Bucky's too busy, you know, watching his America's team because all they, all they do is play on Sunday night primetime games. Yeah, primetime. Yeah. And I'm not a Cowboys. I'm but not they a don't Cowboys get any love. Fan. I don't have an affiliation with the Cowboys. <laughs> I, 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 don't have, I just think like, I don't have anything. I, I just, saw Bucky. I just saw that they're, uh, they're underrated. They rarely get talked about. Just to give you a visual as we sign off here, Bucky was walking down the aisle with the Giants 
and then looked and saw the bridesmaid. Oh, Dak Prescott. Oh, it, <laughs> took a left turn. Bucky's the meme. Left the ride right the there Holding the, the hand altar. with the Cowboys uh, and yes. looking around his shoulder, and there, there's the, the – yeah, or the right Giants. Right holding the hands the with the Giants, and the Cowboys well, are running by. You know it's a runaway bride. Hey, 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 left them at the table. They wrote a movie about your Giants fandom. I will let, look, I like the Giants. <laughs> I like the Giants. I like the Giants. I just said the Cowboys are a little underrated. I like the Giants. And you know what I feel about Alex Smith. Alex Smith is one of my favorites. You're going to pick the Eagles to finish last yeah. in the division? I'm not going to pick them to finish last. The two-ball hangover is real, though. <laughs> so the two-ball hangover is real. It'd be funny when we get to those, those, those predictions. Oh, all right. That's a good way to end it. Let's get out of here. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for listening, downloading, uh, telling a friend, leaving us a, a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate it. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.